0: 99 left <laughs> It's the 99th episode.
1: Welcome.
0: Welcome. Are you excited? I mean, I'm as excited. Started off great, right? I'm, I'm like... as excited as Y2K. Good Before we get started, we wanted to talk to you about a wonderful podcast that we want to promote. Um, It's called King of the World, hosted by Shah Jahan Khan who has a really amazing, compelling story. You know how much we love retelling stories. Nothing is better than telling the story from someone's own perspective in their own words. And that's exactly what this podcast is.
1: It follows Shah Jahan's journey through addiction, identity, and creativity, and especially what it means to belong as a Muslim in America in the 20 years after 9-11. It's really incredible. I can't recommend it enough.
0: So please go out, listen to King of the World, a seven-part podcast hosted by Shah Jahan Khan. You won't regret it, but go ahead and download it. Yeah, subscribe today. Subscribe now and start listening today. All right, back to our nonsense podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but the world is coming back and I'm not prepared. Is how I feel. Oh, I feel that. And I I feel that I don't think I'm alone in that. And many people that I've all out of all my out of my binder full of women of friends. So many agree with me that the world is coming back to normal. and We're not prepared. But I was riding my bicicleta and I see this hot young thing, this P.Y.T., if you will. And I was like, Quinn. We had scheduled to meet at 10 a.m. It is 9:50, and she's running away from her home. And first, my thought was, is there a fire? But then I saw she had earbuds, pods in, it would be so and a fanny if So funny, there pack. was a fire, and I was that far from my without like, your kid. I just, like, I just like,
1: ran and just kept running.
0: And you're like, you know, I'm going to use this opportunity to, to do a little bit of a workout. And so I go, what the fuck are you doing? And I probably didn't use fuck, but I probably was like, what the hell are you doing running? We're supposed to record in five minutes. And Typically, we have a little bit of time because we have buffers. Like, But today, we, <laughs> we don't have, have time. We don't have time. I was so stressed about getting here on
1: time. Well, and from my perspective, I thought maybe you would text and say, on the way. You don't always do that, but sometimes you sometimes do. do it. So I do today, I, and I knew you had a night last night with some plans. So I was like, I bet Carrie is sleeping in. I'm just going to not worry about it and go on a run. <laughs> and because I haven't heard from her. And then I got three blocks from my house and heard Quinn. And maybe it was like um, a a wish in the back of my mind that I would get interrupted and wouldn't have to do the run, but the run would count because it's the
0: thought that counts. I actually think the run fully counts. Here's the thing. I think it's a mitzvah that I did not text you that I was on my way because if you had known I was 15 minutes away, you wouldn't have run. Right. So this was like you got like a bonus time. You got a moment. You have know, like fifteen minutes where you thought you'd go on a run. You like prepped for it. You went and did it, which I think is kind of the work, frankly. I did the work. You did the work. I cut Little, it short, but I I think actually, come off dear readers, you cut it of short of work, is on, the I question. I take my jacket.
1: I might sweat it off because I'm sweaty. Because you're yeah. sweaty just looking at me. And sympathetic.
0: Does, does a bike ride count as a workout? Of course it
1: does. Are you kidding me?
0: It's it part is of a, a hard triathlon. Hill. <laughs> But the running part is, I, there's some moments of coasting. There's definitely like What is that, downhill, biking, running, swimming? swimming? God, you're good at sports. Did you watch the Olympics? <laughs> Dear readers, by the way, you're listening to... Truly. Darkly. Freeply. I'm Quinlan Pazner. And I'm Carrie Ippema. And we're here. We're um, here. Last night, I was asked to go to a movie. The movie is Lamb. Have you heard of it? No. So it's an ice, I think it's a Swedish film. Okay. And I did, I love going to a movie not knowing what to expect. That's truly my favorite thing. I saw District 9 that way, and it was like, what the fuck is happening? It was amazing. That's so fun. This movie, it is about sheep farmers. Can I spoil it? Yeah, you're not gonna see it. You shouldn't see it. Here's the
1: thing. Skip no, no, you had should see this like,
0: movie. like hit the skip
1: like six times. If don't you're see, see my, it my review
0: is don't see this movie. It was so boring. So we were watching the movie and it is like the slowest pace. And you see, like it's actually beautifully shot. There's a lot of screensaver moments of sheep <laughs> and a beautiful um, ice. I think it's an ice lamp. Whatever. It's like beautiful screen. It's like Tree of Life, which just one big screensaver. So yeah, so I'm watching this movie and like they have the actors birthing real sheep which i thought was incredible to shoot out of their bodies out of their like you see them birthing sheep <laughs> and they're not actually birthing the sheep they're accommodating the birth of said sheep and maybe it's also the
1: verb birthing i wonder if it is like if you're
0: i think it a is. midwife
1: do you birth a baby
0: do you know what i mean well that's what i that's what i how i was using it so I don't know. I know, I know. She was accommodating the birth. Well, okay, so here's the thing. So she gives the birth, and they, like, look at each other, and they're like, oh, my God. And they just show the little lamb's head, and they treat this lamb differently. Like, they bring the lamb into their home, and you can tell they're very close. Ada is the lamb's name. It's a foreign language film. However, there is very few subtitles because there's very few language. It's mostly just, like, visual. Okay. And I'm eating my truffle butter popcorn, and all of a sudden, at one point, they, like, lose da and they're, like, looking for da everywhere, and they see she's with a lamb that was her mother, and she has the head of a lamb with a hoof arm, and the rest of her body is human. No other explanation, and so then, I'm going to spoil it, so then we're, like, watching them okay. raise this lamb person, person. and the lamb's mother is outside their window bleeding being like blee and so finally the adoptive mother if you will gets so angry that she shoots the lamb in the head the brother of the husband comes into town weird situation they watch handball they watch a music video he was in and then at the end father and lamb baby are going out to fix a tractor on their farm and all of a sudden a lamb man a man with a lamb head and like a man's body, unfortunately, no full no full frontal, which was a bummer, frankly. But he comes in, and then he shoots the lamb's dad. That sounds more exciting than what I watched. When I tell you the movie, like, that actually is more compelling than actually what I watched. That's so weird. It was so bad. And And here's what I got mad at. I felt like that movie, to me, was like... <sighs> I don't want to say this. That movie is, if I went on a first date with a guy in my early 20s and that was the movie I went to see, I would feel so afraid to be like, what the fuck was that movie? That was terrible. I feel like it's like a lot of men are going to jack off to it being like, what a beautiful film. Like, What incredible filmmaking. And I had like a little bit of a heated discussion with my friend after the fact. I'll give I was you a like, phrase that you
1: can say. I Here's just what you do. If a guy takes you to a movie like that that you don't understand, that you know that, that they're...
0: Well, it makes you question
1: yourself, right? Well, all you do is you turn to them when you leave the theater and you go, huh, I wasn't expecting that to be allegorical.
0: (laughs) End scene. (laughs) It was so bad and I was like seething with rage because you know people are like, "Wow!" when I meet someone who says they liked that film, I am going to be so confused because you know they're out there. You know they're out there. It was like when I saw Tree of Life, and I was like, what the fuck did I watch? I haven't seen it. Don't. I have a better idea. Go on a Windows 94 computer and search <laughs> screensavers. Boom. We have a couple subscribers to thank. To the Patreoners?
1: To the Patreoners. We have new subscriber, Haley. Hey. We have new subscriber, Chloe.
0: <gasps> c- 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 Chloe. <speaks> Chloe, 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 you're so cool. Chloe. You're so cool. you're so
1: cool, Chloe. Chloe, Chloe, I know, I know, I know that I now love you. Now I feel you.
0: bad for Haley because we didn't give her a long song.
1: <laughs> Should we go? So we circle back to Haley? <laughs> Alright, you guys get it. We love you. Um, I was on a run. I didn't go on it. So my brain feels
0: like it's still out on the road. Do you feel like you, pardon the phrase, did you feel like a little blue balled in the uh, run? Yeah, and I've got this blue ball on my
1: shirt. Wait a minute. It's because it's the Truly Darkly Creeply logo. Guys, go buy some merch. We love a moich. public.
0: Are you about to give me a spook story? I am,
1: which is that we went away for the weekend. We did a mom trip. We Sorry, did a parent um, trip. A parent trip. A sure. parent trap trip. A parent trap trip. We switched to all kids. We had, <laughs> no. What happened was a couple friends of ours and their kids and us, we all went upstate for a weekend and did like the classics, which is to say pumpkin patch, which is to say corn maze, which is to say haunted hayride. ride Your
0: perfect autumnal Totally.
1: All the leaves were changing. It was an awesome trip. There was a lot of like little things that they uh, other parents had brought to distract the kids to be like, oh, it's a moment where we're at home and it's breakfast and we haven't left the house. Here's a thing to do. One of the things they brought was pages that had, um, you know, like foam stickers, stickers Mm -hmm. that are. 3D 3D vibes. So one of the parents brought those, and the stickers were like funny smiley faces and stuff. Mm -hmm. At one point, I was leaving the house to do something, and I heard one of the parents talking to Griff, saying, Griff, don't eat the stickers. Fast forward to a week after the trip, and Matt texts me, A picture, a smiley face sticker with a poop mustache. It has two googly eyes on it. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, just found this in Griff's diaper. It's a full on, I want to say nickel sized foam smiley face, completely
0: intact with googly eyes. How did it get through his body? I'm like initially my laugh, but I'm like, that's a nickel size. Like, how did it, how did he swallow it?
1: (sighs) So we texted it to all the parents that were there, and the mom that that like was that brought it? was like no that saw him eating the stickers wrote and was like is that the sticker I saw him with and casually said hey Griff maybe don't eat that and then looked away like the responsible parent I am and then Matt wrote back to her it takes a village to kill a child. <laughs> And then he asked them if they still have the stickers, because he's like, I kind of want a picture. I want to, like, see the size. And they were like, oh, we don't have them, but we got them at the dollar store. And then Matt wrote, oi. And I said, Matt, you said oi. Like, you were disappointed they got it at the dollar store, and it would have felt better if the stickers came from Whole Foods and were potentially organic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That's That's That happened. Tragedy plus time is comedy. Like, when we, the fact that the smiley face almost got him, but also that he shit out his happy face is kind of funny. (laughs) You know? Like, he was like, nope. Do you want (laughs) to see the picture? Absolutely, I do.
1: Okay. We can't,
0: we can't put it on social media. I feel like that's not. No, we
1: absolutely cannot put it on social media, but nobody wants to see this.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh. Is, are those glasses or is that poop around his eyes I <laughs> <laughs> gave him like I gave him like shit colored glasses <laughs> is really what it is how did you find it Does, do you guys always Matt look did. through that kid's
1: poop yeah we always uh, sift through <laughs> just to see that's it. actually a contract <laughs> <Paz Nosti> <laughs>
0: it's just sifting through shit anyway um, that is, would you like to hear a story I mean, I guess we're
1: here. So um, I'm going to tell you the story of the Woodson House murders. And this is a thing that I just saw recently on social media was like, hey, you would like this article. They were right. So gotta say get what back on about social, them listening get to us. I it
0: back on social media. Stay off it. I've been so much happier not being on social media every day. Well, you know what?
1: It's ruining my life, but this was a really good article. It led me to, which yeah. is from New York Magazine, and Ugh. it's by Greg Donahue. Thank and you, this, Greg. look, Greg Donahue, this is his story. Okay, his
0: personal story?
1: No, not at all. He wrote but it. But I'm okay. saying, like, I you're doing a, did not need you're to doing seek. a book report. I'm doing a book his, report mm-hmm. of his article great in love. New York Magazine, which was a really great article.
0: You know, some might call it an article report. but Some that's might just... call it
1: plagiarism. I mean, potato potato. But <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> um so the article about this housing complex in New York, Woodson House, which is one of 38 housing developments that the city has for seniors
0: mm-hmm. Where and is this
1: what? Where is it? East Brooklyn okay it's between like Brownsville okay. and East New York. Thank you. It is a little bit of a dangerous neighborhood. even though that's the case, getting into houses like this, it's coveted there's long wait lists this one has 450 residents and it's super social. And yeah, doesn't that just make you, there's like dance parties and there's knitting circles. It's everything you want. As an elderly person. Indeed. So there's this, Woman Myrtle McKinney, who's a Jamaican immigrant, she's in her early seventies, and she um, moved there in two thousand four. She has seven kids. She used to work as a housekeeper in Florida and the Bahamas, and then she retired in Brooklyn to be close to her daughter. The building does not have surveillance cameras, and the security guards are only there between like five and midnight. And the issue is that it, the security is not great because what happens is people are constantly buzzing in caregivers. Mm-hmm. And then the the people from off the street are just catching the door when it's still open and coming into the building. And then they're asking residents for money. Some of the residents are like, don't have a lot of money. So they take opportunities to be like, oh, you want to pay use my apartment you want to pay to stay on my sofa oh wow. wow and it got really out of hand at one point where even one apartment went from being like a grandma den to a crack den
0: right
1: not ideal um myrtle Weird um
0: decor switch
1: though what's that yeah total decor <laughs> like switch. A
0: plastic on the couches yeah it's a lot
1: Plastic on the couches is what you want for either, I would argue. I've
0: realized, by the way, I've realized that my mom, in going on vacation with my mom, my mom doesn't have plastic on her couches, but she has towels all over them for kids. <laughs>
1: like, okay. towels
0: on everything. I want so to bring back
1: plastic on couches. I haven't seen that in a long time, and I'd like to bring it back.
0: There'd be a lot less pee on couches, I'll tell you that much.
1: That's for sure. <laughs> but do you want to lie on a plastic couch to watch Absolutely a movie? Absolutely
0: not. That's why towels are good.
1: But imagine lying on the plastic couch watching a movie and you can just be having, like, wings on your couch. That's pretty good. Um, anyway, this happens, and so the the building feels less safe, and Myrtle's kind of bummed, so she stops sort of going to a lot of the events, the dances, the knitting. Yeah. It's sort of sad, and she's mostly alone, except for her aide that comes to help her out, Patricia. One morning, Patricia shows up to take her to a doctor's appointment, and Myrtle doesn't answer. So she calls her. She also doesn't answer. She asks neighbors that she pals around with. Uh They're like, she's not here. She calls the police. They show up, get the super to let them in, and they find Myrtle in the kitchen. No. Dead. She has bruises and blood on her face, (sighs) and the cops are like, this lady fell. She fell. It's an accident. Right. I would argue it seems really hard to fall under a table which is where they find her that doesn't totally add up maybe to she me fell
0: and climbed and like and like moved and then
1: oh yeah maybe i didn't think of that see i needed you there what happens is there's no sign anyone broke in the doctor's like she had diabetes she had high blood pressure she died of natural causes but the daughter is like, hey, wait a minute, you guys. Her keys are missing. Her ID's missing. This is weird. And I know how much money my mom had. There's $800 missing from her bank account um, that's unaccounted for. So can you please do a better job, police? And the police are like, no, thank you. Um, so since it was ruled an accident, if they want an autopsy for her. They have to pay private. They don't have the money. So. The funeral home gets the body ready, and then they find a weird slit in her neck, and they're like, this is not good. So then the autopsy does get performed, and they find out that she had blunt force trauma to her head, to her torso, three broken ribs, and there was a stab wound in her neck. She was murdered. Okay. By the time they figure all this out, it's been so long that the apartment's been totally gutted cleaned out and somebody knew the name. crime scene yeah. is totally fucked forget it so they're like who could have done this maybe it was one of the handymen there's an unofficial handyman that lives in the building who goes by the name Peebles love that for him I love it too Peebles is really good Peebles is um you can't be ambivalent about the name Peebles like at this point in the you game know, love you love either think it. this guy did it or he didn't based <laughs> on that name right I don't think Peebles did it He had an alibi. He knew it. Yeah. I trust the peoples. The other guy they want to talk to is Leon Gavin, which Leon Gavin, they call him the music man. Everyone has a good nickname in this story. Um, Because they
0: can't remember their names.
1: They call him the music man because he does, he DJs the parties and stuff. How old is he? Like 80. (gasps)
0: Yeah. I'm in love. I'm in love. Or am I not?
1: And... I'm not going to tell you that ruined. ruined. So, okay. Commit to any the of these reason people. that they suspect him or want to look at him is that they found security footage of him escorting her to the bank and her getting $800. So they're like, maybe it's him, but they clear him. Then they said that every time they spoke to him, he cried.
0: That's really
1: Leon. Sad. Leon, Leon lost his friend. The music um, man. So the detectives want to talk to Leon's brother, Kevin, Nickname The Point. I'm out. <laughs> okay, right? It's not Peebles. It's he's in his 60s, so young comparatively speaking. He has a glass eye and he carries around an ice pick tool because he's also sort of unofficial handyman walking around. That's why around? they call him The Point though, because he has like this kind of tool that he uses and is walking around
0: for I guess a yeah, catch-all tool. stabbing someone in the neck?
1: Um, He does have a criminal record. But it's for nonviolent offenses and drug stuff. Um, But he is, like, in the building asking for money a lot. He has a drug problem. They get him on the phone and they're like, can you come in and talk to us? Kevin the point and he's like no I'm out of state they don't really have anything on him so they're like whatever they move on but then the residents are like are you still looking into this and they're like not really and they're like we feel a little sad about that a little abandoned so they start a tenant patrol and they start trying to get people to sign in and they do wellness checks on their friends if they haven't seen them um stuff like that they are also just really trying to get closed circuit uh cameras throughout the complex Mm -hmm. And they're like, can we get better guards? The guards are so lazy and just bad at their jobs that one time um, a guard didn't call the police. There was a, a woman that was bleeding from the face because someone had attacked her and he didn't call the police because he was scared the man that attacked her would identify him and come after him. You're like, that's all your job is. I want to a- see you be <laughs> <me> brave. <laughs> like,
0: get a fucking life alert. Like, just click a fucking button. Police are there.
1: Four years go by. They get no additional security. <gasps> the case is open. Also,
0: like, so sad for Myrtle's family, her daughter.
1: So sad. After four years go by, 83-year-old Jacolia James is hanging out with her grandson in her apartment. And somebody knocks at the door. She opens it, has a little thing with him. And shuts the door. Darren, when she's talking to this guy, sees him, and his, like, blink goes off, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, who was that grandma? And she's like, oh, nobody's just a friend. Kevin (gasps) the point. Darren goes out, gets home at 11, and finds his grandma face down in the living room dead. Again, there's no forced entrance signs, but an autopsy will reveal that she was strangled. You were right. It's... The point is who was
0: by... Who came by earlier. I mean, the guy... Casually carrying an ice pick in the months of summer is maybe not a <laughs> not a good guy. But there's not Shocking. enough to like really you go after him. So my gut is not uh, admissible in the court of law. Like I can't be like, well, Gary listened to it on a podcast and she thinks it's given the point, so it probably is. A judge would be like, who?
1: bye. <laughs> judge would be like, truly darkly creepily wants to weigh in. Incredible, <laughs> great, incredible. Let's get there. Thanks your
0: hard work, lady. Hey, everybody, listen up. <laughs> you
1: read a you read a whole New York, New York magazine, magazine article. <laughs> So- you read Wikipedia twice? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fine tooth comb, baby. <laughs> so, Linda, James's daughter, starts saying that her mom is appearing in her dreams and she's saying, What are you doing about this? Basically, she's she- asking her for help. So, okay. they keep pushing to get this CCTV system. They're told that it's been approved. They're told it's going to be installed. This isn't really true. Bureaucracy. Four more months pass. Nothing happens. And Hector Higgins, um, who was in his early 80s, who loved the dance parties, was super into them. His health aide finds him dead in his apartment. But he's beneath a ladder. So they quickly are like, this is an accident. And the residents are like, well hold up how do you know someone didn't just put a ladder against that wall after killing him they say that it's heart disease with broken ribs as a contributing factor the night before he died one of the women in the building saw kevin the point approach higgins and say do you want me to clean your apartment and higgins was like sure and gave him money Hmm. So that makes you think maybe the point was in Higgins's apartment.
0: It's so fucking sad because this is such a vulnerable population.
1: A hundred percent in an area
0: in New York that is not getting serviced, and so it's like there's they're like oh they're old, we can just shrug our shoulders and move along because you know who, you know we could just say it was natural causes. That's so fucked up.
1: Well, so, and it's like ruining the community that was sort of once vibrant and people were going out and doing things. Now they're all scared. They're relegating themselves to their homes instead of enjoying these last years. They're scared. It got, like, shit got really dystopian there, okay? Finally, they get the camera installation for real on the schedule, and it's due to happen spring 2020. Guess what happens instead? COVID! COVID. So now everyone's dying. Leon Gavin dies, the DJ who the building loved. So literally the day the music died, that's where Kevin lived with his brother. That's how he was getting into the building all the time. He doesn't have his place there. So with Leon dying, you're sort of like, Kevin doesn't have any reason to be in that building anymore or any uh, ability to be in that building anymore. He doesn't have a home there, but he stays He takes over Leon's place, which is not allowed.
0: Especially, yeah.
1: But due to COVID, remember you couldn't like evict anyone? Yeah. They can't evict him. He has nowhere to go. Johnson is a tenant there trying to get Kevin out because she's like, I think I have a bad feeling about Kevin. Um. I saw Kevin right before my friend Higgins died. I saw him offer to clean Higgins's place, and Higgins give him money. So I feel like that is happened Higgins, right before did Higgins. Higgins from COVID? Or? Higgins died at the base of that ladder. Okay, thank you. That's the whole thing. Is a lot of the there was a lot of gossip saying was he killed because right. a lot so of later, them. Yes, 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 yes. It, yeah. So she saw. So point. she's. Yeah. She's kind of gunning for Kevin. Yeah. Trying to get him out of the building. She doesn't feel safe with him there. She suspects him. Right. And one day she's getting on the elevator. Kevin knows this. And Kevin steps in front of the doors and won't let her off and has the ice pick in his hand. Then Kevin sees that there's a caregiver on the elevator with her and walks away. But she feels like... No. That was close. No. Okay. Don't love. Don't love. Then, just this past January, seventy-eight-year-old Juanita, aka Jenny. Jenny loves beer. Loves Coney Island. We love Jenny. She also has a um, a little business where she like sells loose cigarettes in the lobby. Love her
0: for that. You love, love her,
1: right? That. Her grandson Stephen comes to see her and also finds her dead.
0: Jeez, it's so the, the ballsiness of like doing it while people are there with you is so crazy. Yeah. You too. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, i not alone.
1: He goes to perform CPR on her because he doesn't know she's dead and sees that she has um, a phone cord wrapped around her neck. He is totally freaked out, calls the police. He leaves. He's sitting in the hallway like crying. And Kevin comes up to him and hands him a bottle of water and says, I'm so sorry for what happened. A week later, there's a resident coming home to the building and they see news crews everywhere. And they're like, What happened? And one of the bystanders says to them, They found the serial killer and you won't believe who it is. <gasps> Except that we will because we know, we know it's Kevin. So they identified Kevin from some like just CCTV footage in wow. town where he was using Jenny's food stamps card. What are those called? EBTs? E- yeah, and debit cards at a grocery store. So he had her cards. Wow. So they're like, "Hey, Kevin." And he's like, "Yep, I strangled Jenny." And then without them asking, he goes, "Do you want me to tell you about Myrtle?" <gasps> uh-huh. And then he tells them about Myrtle. He tells them about James. He had been, oh my god, trying to steal from James's coat and she caught him. And they actually had his DNA on the coat from that. Whoa. Yeah, there was like a lot of probable I'm so cause. Glad that they he just admitted him to him
0: before he killed all these people. If is they what? had just fucking done their job and investigated. Put up those cameras. Would have done it. Would have done it. I, there's so much that he could have done, but I think what's amazing, though, I'm so glad, is that he admitted to Myrtle right away. That Because otherwise, like, there would be very little evidence tying him to Myrtle, if right. any at all.
1: Right. Because
0: they cleared out her place.
1: He pled um, not guilty to one count of first degree murder with Jenny and three counts of second degree murder in Jenny, James and Myrtle. He's not been charged in the death of Hector Higgins. So after this happened, everyone in the building is talking about their close calls with him.
0: No. Which is so scary. (gasps) Really
1: scary stuff about him trying to get into people's apartments or about people being alone at, like, the incinerator putting garbage in and him coming up behind them, like, sneaky almost. Ugh. Really, really scary. Do you think his brother knew? No, absolutely not. Leon, the DJ, would have never let I'm this kind of happen. I'm glad
0: the music man died before finding out. Before this finding out, out I, th- it I think it would have broken
1: him and he would have blamed himself, I course. think. Of course. How could you not? I mean, it's really scary that there was this serial killer in their midst, but it's actually just scarier that there were all these institutional failures that didn't prevent more deaths.
0: Yeah. Believe it or again, not. it's like a, probably a low income area and they didn't. There's, you know, Taylor's as oldest as time, unfortunately. Yeah the
1: um aftermath is that the cameras are obviously now too little too late finally they're getting installed
0: also like i just want to be clear it's a serial killer cuz he killed multiple people the f- Myrtle, he only stole $800. Like, that also is fucking crazy that, like... He's a drug addict, too, though. So I think it's just about, like... like opportunity and when he needs it, but, like... Completely, and I think one led
1: to another led to another. Um, $800 for someone's life. That's so fucking insane. He also said insane. with, like... It's, it was always an argument over small amounts of money, is what they said. It was what the right. article said. So it was either asking for more money and not getting it, telling them they owed money and they weren't going to pay it, or in the instance of James like actually stealing money and getting caught and not wanting her to be able to tell other people because he was probably stealing from other people sometimes and not getting caught and not killing people but the stealing was probably a pretty regular affair yeah and so then it just sounds like maybe if if he got um into it with somebody that's when you were really in danger although it does sound like this woman Johnson it was like kind of suspected him and was trying yeah. to get him out of the building. And he knew that it sounds like he was kind of coming after her, which is really scary
0: too. Well, he, well, he had gotten away with it so many times before and he just like the difference was she went she wasn't letting him in the house. She wasn't letting him. Right. in
1: Anyway, now that COVID's done, now that Kevin's arrested, I want people to know that people at Woodson are knitting again. They're dancing again. They're starting to uh, get social again.
0: I just, I look at older people, and probably this is ageist of me, but when I see, like, an 80-year-old, I just say they're grandpa, I get, like, really emotional of, like, I really love them. Like, I'm like, wow, you've lived a life. And they might be bad people, but frankly, I put on... I I didn't have a grandpa growing up. Like, I had really great great uncles, but, Mm -hmm. like, I never had, like, that grandfather experience. So I think I, like projected on to people. And I also am obsessed with my grandma, like truly obsessed. Everyone in our family is. She's amazing. So I just like see everyone as like grandma.
1: It's very funny you're saying that right now, just coincidentally, because earlier this morning... You know the song that's like you gotta know when to hold. Em. You guys were just singing that. Well, oh, because it was on this morning, and I was telling Matt they played that at my grandpa's funeral. Aww. Um He liked to gamble a little bit, not like um, the scary way. In the like, bring one hundred dollars.
0: That's fine. Yeah. To
1: Culver City and like just have let loose, have a little fun, and I absolutely am obsessed with my grandpa who is no longer with us but
0: oh grandparents are the best i can't talk about too much i'll get emotional yeah let's skip let's stop let, skip, me, skip, say, skip, let skip. me tell you about something not emotional kidnapping <laughs> <laughs> great good segue. oh really? by the way and now a word from our sponsors Oh, my God. I can say this, and Quinn can't, because she's too shy, and it's promoting her own... She's so shy. She's so shy. This is a show that Quinn fucking wrote, and I just did last Monday, and it is so fucking fun. It is called Beyond Beverly. It is an online, immersive... Theatrical experience. It's a little spooky. It's a little scary. It's really fun. It's mysterious. It's online. You go to purplecranimmersive.com.
1: Beverly Lills disappeared weeks ago, but her friends and family think they might be getting messages from her from beyond the grave. Uh. Is she trapped between this world and the next? And can you catch the killer these are the questions that keep me up at night. No, they don't. I wrote it. I know how it ends. I, it's not a <laughs> cliffhanger for me, folks. Beyond Beverly is a paranormal mystery, and it's a 60 minute puzzle hunt online that you do virtually with your company. If your office is looking for a fun little event, event super fun, give it a whirl. And if you mention that you heard about it on Truly Darkly Creeply, we're going to give you a 10% discount for your team.
0: You won't regret it,
1: or will you dun
0: dun dun hey we're back or are we or are we talking from the past because we're super safe with birdie (laughs) birdie you guys
1: birdie envisions a world where women can be safe where they can uh walk down the street and just
0: uh do their thing not really worry about uh can i tell you something actually about birdie i was in chicago with a friend And she had a really cute purple birdie. They didn't have that color when I bought mine or my mom bought me mine for Christmas. It was this really cute lavender birdie. And I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Where'd you get it? She goes, my sister gave it to me. She goes, she had a really scary experience. This guy was fucking following her from the train, her sister. And she kept walking and This guy was still fucking following her. And she went up to this guy who was in her neighborhood who was like putting trash out. And she went up to him and she was like, can I please stand by you? There's a man following me. He's like, yes, come this way. After that happened to her, she bought a birdie and she bought one for her sister and she bought one for her whole family.
1: That's so smart. Get a birdie for yourself. Get a birdie for your friend. Get a birdie for your daughter and get a birdie for your son. I think like everybody can have a birdie. It's, I carry mine it's on gendered. my bike
0: so that if something happens, I just pull it so smart. It
1: sets off a strobe light. It has like a really loud noise. It's just going to, even if you never use it, which hopefully you are never going to use it, um, except at a weird sound rave or something, but if, totally. If, I hope you don't have to use it, but you're going to feel better if you have it. So get
0: one today and use the promo code TDC10. T-D-C-10. You get 10% off. It's a no-brainer. We love you. Stay safe and, um, buy a birdie. And we're back! Did you miss back. us? Did you miss us? I'm doing the story of Jasmine Block. Um, I got the information from KVRR, Dr. Phil, Voice of Alexandria, The Cinemaholic, Fox 9, New York Times, Valley News Live, CBS Minnesota, Bring Me the News, Duluth News, Tribune. So many news sources, all the same information. <laughs> Did you find that? So, so much you're like so much, And you get like a little kernel from one and you're like, yes! And then you get another kernel that's like not consistent with another one and you're, you're like, like no. which one do I choose? Okay so Jasmine Block she is from Alexandria, Minnesota around that area. When I first heard I was like Alexandria, Virginia? No Minnesota. Get it right. So she's 15 years old before this incident happened she's had a rough couple of years. Her a friend of hers died and then a couple days later her dad passed away like the next day. Whoa. And then her sister's friend died. So like at 15, she's kind of surrounded by a lot of tragedy around this time. And it's August 8th, 2017. Like I said, she's 15 years old. She's just gotten home from hanging out with the neighbors. She was just like hanging out, having a good time. She goes home and she sits on the couch to relax. And I read a report that she had had a migraine. Her mom gets a call at like 1030 at night and she has to go tend to a family emergency. So her kid's at home. She's like, all right, you go to sleep. I'm out. She's home alone. Her dad's friend, this guy Thomas Barker, he's 32 years old. He goes to her and he's like, hey, listen, my son, who you're friends with, he's having a mental breakdown. So can you come and help me take care of him? Can you help me? This guy Thomas Barker is someone the family knew for years. But apparently recently he was caught up in some, like, criminal stuff. So apparently... Jasmine's mom was like, we didn't really hang out with him. He was kind of like a distant guy. However, Thomas Barker has six kids of his own. And one of them is around Jasmine's age. And so they had recently gone on a bike trip. And she fell off her bike and she hurt her ribs. And when she hurt her ribs, she like showed him her stomach. That's not important. That's a very normal thing for a kid to show an adult when she has a bruise on her ribs. So she agrees to go with him. They hung out, no problem. She knows his son, she goes with him. He brings her to his house. He ties her up with zip ties. He threatens her with a gun and he rapes her. (gasps) This is a friend of her parents. This is someone who she knows has a kid her age. It's August 9th, the day after. Her mom finds out she's missing. My assumption is her mom came home that night and just thought her kid was in bed. Maybe, I don't know, or maybe she was like, oh, she'll come home later. I don't know. The next day, her mom's like, my daughter's missing. She calls the police. She reports it. She was last seen at 10.30 p.m. the night before when her mom left for that family emergency. However, her phone and her scooter are at home, which we know, not good. No bueno. They cannot find her. They have an investigation. They find no one. They find nothing. Meanwhile, she's at this guy Thomas Barker's house, kidnapped a week or so in. This guy, Stephen Powers, he's 20 years old. He shows up at the house. He sees that she's kidnapped. Guess what he does? Fuck all nothing. What do you mean? He sees that his friend Thomas Barker has this kidnapped 15-year-old, and he decides, you know what? I'll also rape her. I'll also no. participate. Are you kidding? A week later, another guy, Joshua Holby, shows up. He's 31. He sees it, he does fuck all nothing. But by her accounts, he was the nicest to her. He did not attack her. He did not do any of this. Well, the nicest. It seems like the bar's been set really, really, Frankly, really fucking dangerously low. I don't give a love. shit. For the record, I don't give a shit how nice. It was nice you are. that he
1: didn't rape her, but Why he didn't, you tell didn't tell
0: anyone. There are three men now who know. Oh my god. The reason he kidnapped her, this guy Thomas Barker kidnapped her, was because he saw her ribs on that bike accident.
1: No, that's not the reason, but.
0: That's he what can he, that's say whatever
1: what, he wants. That's not... It's
0: disgusting. Well, he was like, well, she showed me he her He figured stomach. out a
1: way to blame her.
0: Fuck off. Absolutely fuck off. While she's there, while she's, while she's kidnapped, while she's held, they try to kill her six times. Try to kill her? They try to kill her. They put her in a duffel bag and put her in water and tried to drown her multiple times. Thomas Barker has cerebral palsy, and he's not very strong. He was also, spoiler alert, on meth and alcohol the whole time. So he didn't have the strength. So she f- survived every time. He couldn't finish his He couldn't finish the job. Stephen Powers stabs her in the stomach, does not kill her. Thomas Barker tries to hang her off a bucket. It doesn't work. Thank God. She is sexually molested by both Stephen Powers and Thomas Barker but like I said, not Joshua Holby. Although Joshua fucking tells someone. Barker's mother and his wife, or his ex-wife, I think. I don't know if, I assume it's his ex-wife, but maybe I'm wrong. Thomas Barker's mom and wife come to the house. They tell Jasmine to hide in the closet, and if she makes a noise, they will kill her. The mother and wife do not find her, do not suspect anything is wrong. (sighs) The police come to the house because guess what? Thomas Barker, there's a he's a suspect in some stolen property. They also do not find her. Oh, can you imagine how hopeless this must be? So when the police come to their house, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa! This is way too close. We got to get her out of here. We got to move her because the police have come. Once we got to get her out of here. So they take her in a duffel and they move her to a foreclosed home a ways away. It's 29 days later. It's September 5th. Thomas and Stephen have left her in a trunk in a duffel bag by herself. They're going to get food for themselves. She waits five minutes and she's like, they're going to be gone. It's now or never. She gets out of the duffel bag she fucking books it. She runs. She knocks on a bunch of doors. No one is home. Oh, my God. She sees a nearby lake. She takes off her shoes. She swims in a shirt and boxer shorts. She swims across a lake. She's 15 years old. a girl. She runs Incredible. to this house. She knocks on the door. No one's home. She sees a cornfield. Where the fuck is everybody? Out to lunch. <sighs> She's fucking running. She runs into this car. This this guy Earl in it. Now, Earl wasn't supposed to be there. In fact, he forgot a can that he was supposed to fill up with diesel to help mow his lawn later that night. So he forgot it. So he was on his way back to his house, that house across the lake that she knocked down. She runs up to the car. He's like, oh my God, it's a deer. No, it's a fucking person. He recognizes her immediately as this girl who was kidnapped like 30 miles from his home or nearby where he lives. And she says, call 911. I'm Jasmine Block and I got kidnapped. He immediately calls 911. She's sitting there with him. She sees Stephen Powers and Thomas Barker's car pass on the way back when they're about to take her to the hospital. She sees their car and she's like, those are the fucking guys that kidnapped me. Oh my God. The police then get like an, it's an APB. I don't know. They, they, they put an alert. They find the guys. They pull them over. They find them immediately. She goes to the hospital. Earl, the guy who finds her or she finds him, he, there's a $7,000 reward for finding her. $2,000 from her family and $5,000 from an anonymous donor. What he decides to do with the money, he gives it right back to Jasmine Block. Class move. Classy. He had just retired, and he said, it's the best retirement gift that I could give someone the money who really needs it. Yeah. On the day she escaped, she was supposed to start her freshman year of high school.
1: Oh, oh, god,
0: oh, baby. She goes to high school like a week or two later. Good, live your life. I can't even imagine like this happening, and kids are living a normal life, and she fucking enters high school. She for sure suffers so unfair. to this day. Um, she credits her escape as all the people who passed away before it, like her dad and her friend and her sister's friend for Mm -hmm. watching over her, Um, at the sentencing of this, she wore a Batman shirt and sweatshirt to, like, show her strength. Yeah. So they ended up charging Thomas Barker, um, Joshua Holby, and Stephen Powers, all with kidnapping and false imprisonment. Barker and Powers were charged with first degree sexual assault and Barker faces additional charge, faced additional charges for second degree assault with a deadly weapon at the hearing. So Thomas Barker, he pled out right away and he got about 25 years, not enough, obviously not enough. Um, Stephen Powers who joined, you know, a weekend and also raped her, um, At his sentencing hearing, Jasmine had written a statement and her mom read it out loud. And the statement said, I am stronger than you. Even if I have flashbacks, you can't hold me down. Because of you three, I have grown stronger.
1: Oh my
0: God. Her parents, her mom, her mom is like, she's the strongest girl I know. A hundred percent. Like her strength, I can't even, they did interviews with her when she was 15. She's a fucking child. Like... She's a child. I'm so glad she got away. I hope she has... Right after she... Someone had donated a therapy dog for her. And so that was one of the things that she was excited. She's like, I'm excited to get my therapy dog. You know, so, that's what my sister does. She trains therapy dogs. That's a really special, special job. That's yeah. a really special thing that she does. And, However, Stephen Powers, who was there... He didn't do the initial kidnapping, but he ended up getting eight and a half years. Not fucking enough. And the judge at his hearing said, you could have stopped them. Or no, I think it was someone at the hearing. I think it was her mother. I think it was Jasmine's mother that said, you could have stopped them, but you chose not to. Yeah. Live with that. Thousand percent. Joshua Holby, who she said was the nicest, still fucking allowed it to happen. I can't give him any... We can't give him any sort of break. He didn't rape a 15-year-old, but he allowed it to happen time and time and time and time again. He only got seven years, or maybe a little more than seven years. Not enough. Whoa. That's wild. Jasmine currently... um, She was recently on Dr. Phil, where she recounted her experience, She has PTSD. She's gone to the hospital multiple times for flashbacks. Um, She has nightmares, anxiety. She was diagnosed with bipolar depression. She doesn't leave the house. Oh, God. She...
1: You just want her to be okay after all that. You just want it to be... it's, It's the worst part about it in so many ways is that you just... You're like, you got away now, be okay, please, please, please live totally. a good life and be okay. And the truth of it is, like there's
0: such a steep road ahead for her. that's, I think, too. It's always a it's always a good reminder when these things happen, you know, and when people are reunited, it's such a miracle. But like, it's not over. No. And I think as a public, sometimes you get you get so happy that someone's reunited with their family and you don't realize that the lifelong journey that they have to feel safe again.
1: It's a different kind of struggle, but it's
0: very real. Totally. And I think, like, Earl, (gasps) that's why he was like, here's your $7,000, you need it more than I do. Mm -hmm. Like, let me please, this will help you more than it's going to help me.
1: What is that story? And it's like, what
0: do you do? Like, you know, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, I know there are services that help that there are, like, in the, you know, there are, I'm sure there are foundations and stuff to support people who are coming home. I know, like, in a cases that we've done, people have started those support services because mm-hmm. they know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And, it, of course, it affects such a small group of people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the actual fuck? Like, in my opinion, if you're kidnapped, you shouldn't have to work a day in your life. no. No. Ever Um, again. You should never have to worry about money or you never should have to worry about, like...
1: You need, like, victim's relief funds that are just set up that way where it's like, this happened to you. Now, um, why don't you live out your days on this idyllic beach, like, doing whatever makes you happy. Totally. Please. Like, have all the things. What do you want?
0: What do you want? It's yours. It's yours. And the thing is, it's so sad, too, or that's horrible, is, like, you know, this guy, Thomas Barker wasn't shit he had six fucking kids of his own which is insane to me to have a kid of your own and do this to somebody else's parents just to another kid like i can't fucking imagine it but like he didn't have money like he should be all of his money should go to if someone kidnaps whatever they have whatever assets they have should go to their victim period period agree but then like i'm sure that i mean that leads up like, to such a chain of events where, like I'm sure their family god it's just really sick anyway because their families are sometimes
1: already victims of exactly oh we can't solve this weirdly you guys it's weird that we're not equipped to solve this we really do want to solve this so badly but that's what you feel when you hear a story like that that's so sad and dark you just want to find some way the the instinct is like this is so wrong this is so unfair what can we do (laughs)
0: We make a podcast out of it, which is fuck all nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. I mean, I, I just, you know, I think of myself at 15 and we hear these stories and I think, you know, it's just really fucking like there, there's no rhyme. There's no reason there. You can't justify There's nothing to, she was like living a normal life. I can't believe she went back to school so fast you know
1: like that happened I, I no I can't I mean you'd want the distraction totally you don't want to sit at home and think about what happened to you absolutely not ay, ay, ay. what a story
0: <sighs> thanks well you know what Jasmine Block you're an inspiration you fucking survived and you swam across the lake and she was like I'm not a good swimmer I thought I would drown but that was a risk she took she was like get me the fuck out of here
1: Block. Wow, what a story. Well paid. Uh, I almost said well, Patreons. They're Listen, not. you're not. Some of you are. Some of you aren't. Some of you so, are making good choices. Some of you are
0: making. I think as long as I, as long as no one's kidnapping, I think we're making good choices. <laughs> Thank you for not being. Please kidnappers. don't kidnap. And please don't be a serial murderer, um, or serial killer. Appreciate it.
1: Gonna do a quick. Plug, which is uh go buy some merch like right, there's that um, join Patreon. join patreon we give you an extra
0: episode mm-hmm. a month also do something nice for someone today please heart that's a that's a big wreck frankly Carrie don't and I see went the, the park the other day and there was
1: this woman walking by us that got really grouchy did you do you remember this she was like walking toward us Something happened that made her really grouchy. <gasps> like a you kid did. like did something weird I to remember. her dog. And I saw her face turn into like oh, I'm about to be so grouchy. And I just said to her as we went by, Oh my god, where'd you get that dress? And she got so happy and was like, Gap. And I was like, It's great. And it was, legitimately, it was it a was great a cute dress. dress. I wasn't blowing smoke up her ass,
0: but I was We like, left and I was like, Quinn, what happened? You're like she needed it. And she I think needed that a moment. was right yeah. That was really right I do believe, do a nice thing today It's really not that hard Even if you're all by yourself all day, just do a nice thing for you Hell yeah Go buy a matcha,
1: just kidding They're we terrible, they're we we
0: trash We should tell them how we feel Tell them how you really feel Are you not supposed to add sugar to matcha? Does that like hurt it? Does that like take the power of the matcha away? I don't know matcha about matcha
1: What I do know is we tried it And it tastes like green milk Whatever you picture green milk would taste like,
0: that's That's what matcha
1: tastes like. That's what it
0: delivers on. Also, when we go to that place again, you should not be in charge of ordering. You did a terrible job. Agree. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dear readers we love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, dear readers